Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. I expose people to magic. I expose them to something they're never otherwise going to see in their boring, normal lives, and I gave that to them. Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. That's how I roll. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. Radical people like Sean Penn and Mel Gibson and Colin Farrell and Pedro Fernandez. Radical people. Dames y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the mighty Ring Talk Show. Of course, 33 plus years now, your inside look into the world of combat sports. And yes, the man was correct. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the reigning, the defending, the often imitated but never duplicated heavyweight champion of the radio airways, folks. 33 plus years now of radio presence. We're talking Joe Frazier this house, right? There would be no Muhammad Ali without Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier, of course, was Ali's nemesis, his foil, call him what you want. But Joe got the short end of the stick a lot of times when he shouldn't have. A good heavyweight champion, no doubt about it. 1964 Olympic gold medals. He was a man, of course, that held Ali's title when Ali was taken out of the game by the uh, draft board situation. So we've got open phone lines. You want to talk Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali, a little history of boxing. Of course, we are just one week away. Wow, just one week away from Adrian Broner. Of course, the Adrian Broner, the talented Adrian Broner. They call him the problem. The problem is getting him in the ring in shape. But he's taking on Mikey Garcia. Of course, Garcia undefeated out of Oxnard, California. The real deal, no doubt about it. This is a great fight on Showtime next week. Man, if there was ever a fight of the year that didn't have a title around it, this is the fight. Broner, of course. And, uh, man, can you think of it? Can you think of a better fight right now than Mikey Garcia being undefeated, being the maybe the best fighter pound pound in the world, or, or one of the top two or three maybe? And then Broner, the kid that had all the skills but never made it to the mountaintop really. I mean, the undisputed mountaintop because of head issues. That's right. Psychological issues, drug issues, uh, sexting issues. I mean, he's had it all. He's done pornos on YouTube. Straight up, Adrian Broner, the problem of boxing, no doubt about it. Open phone lines around the planet, one 800 878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide in Pittsburgh, Steel City, WWCS, 540 AM. This is Ring Talk. Before you hear this... Or this. Or even this. Before you turn a key, step on the gas and let it rip. Before you get up and out and on the road, you have to be fueled by something. Make sure that something is Valero. Valero top-tier certified quality fuel keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. 
You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. We'll find out tonight how much the Ali fight took out of Frazier, if anything. And we'll find out tonight just how good George Foreman is in punching and in taking a punch. I think he hurt Joe Frazier. I think Joe is hurt. Angie Dundee, Ali's trainer right next to me, is saying it. You may hear him. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. The heavyweight champion is taking the mandatory eight count, and Foreman is as poised as can be in a neutral corner. He is as poised as can be. We have a minute left in this first round, and already this fight is proving out what some have expected. Oh, that left is getting in there. Underneath, underneath Archie Moore is yelling the Foreman. We've got the excitement here that we look for. Frazier is dazed. He is getting hit again and again and again. The same head that was hit so often by Muhammad Ali. Frazier is dazed. You see the countdown for the first round. Foreman has not panicked. Foreman is going about his job. Foreman is all over Joe Frazier. Frazier is down again, and he may be. No, he is rising. He is game. He doesn't know where he is. The mandatory eight count. He doesn't know where he is. Now the round is about to end. Two knockdowns in the first round of Joe Frazier. Down again. No saving by the bell. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Smoking Joe Frazier. Born Joseph William Frazier, folks. January 12, 1944, first died at the age of 67 back in 2011, uh, November the 7th to the exact. Um, before I go into his record, I'll tell you about some of the some of the uh, the interactions I had with Joe Frazier because they were great, they were good, and then they were bad. And then they were ugly. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I put it that, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, we had great times when we used to talk Ali and have some fun in Philadelphia. I'd go see him at the gym. And, you know, we fool around and talk a little smack back and forth, you know, he'd always like end with a little dig at Ali and things like that. So that was good. And then I see him at different uh, social events. You know, he was a great guy to be around, but, but my knock on him was he charged people for autographs because he didn't have the money that Ali had. Didn't, wasn't able to market his name like Muhammad Ali did. Of course, it wasn't nearly as big a name as, of Muhammad, as Muhammad Ali, even though he beat the man in 1971. Remember they had the big fight? both undefeated for the World Heavyweight Championship, March 8th, 1971, Madison Square Garden. Frank Sinatra was the Life Magazine photographer. I mean, it was hot. It was heavy. The entire world came to a standstill. I kid you not. I think it was the most watched sporting event as far as per capita in, in, in the world. I just think it was. I think nobody, everybody knew Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali were fighting March 8th, 1971. I was just a kid, but everybody knew. I listened to the results on the radio. It was fantastic. Listen to it round by round afterwards. Joe won the first round. Ollie won. The, it was you going back and forth. You don't know what to think. And then, of course, in the fifteenth round, Ollie got dropped when he dropped that right hand. There's a little bit, and Joe cranked up and you know landed one of those potent, patented. Uh, man, it went a, what can I say? It was a Joe Frazier left hook. If ever there was a Philadelphia left hook, that was Joe Frazier. He came off the ground throwing that punch. Sometimes he launched himself into the air. Of course, if he missed, he was vulnerable to a right hand counter. No doubt about it. Out of position, but. He landed that night in the 15th round, put Ali down. Of course, Ali's jaw was already swelled up, having taken many of those left hooks. Ali underestimated Joe Frazier going into that first fight. There was just no no doubt in my mind he underestimated him. Because, you know, 
when nobody can touch you, when you're absolutely untouchable, I mean untouchable, not unbeatable, untouchable, because that's what he was before he left. Before Muhammad Ali left, of course, the last fight was Laura Foley and uh, fights like that. He was just, he was amazing. He was an amazing athlete. I mean, nobody was, no heavyweight has those gifts. No heavyweight. Not since, not before, not ever, okay? Nobody had those kind of gifts. Of course, when those gifts were taken away from him by father time, being off three and a half years, almost four years, of course, losing his prime, I thought. Of course, then he had to come back and fight on brains and skill. But Joe Frazier, Joe Frazier led up to that first fight. In fact, Joe, you know, Joe supported Ali during the the the, uh, the exile that was imposed by the draft commission. I kid you not. He, he, he tried to promote and tried to help him here, tried to help him there. And so, you know, Joe was a little bit taken aback. When Ali started calling him an Uncle Tom and calling him the N-word and calling him a slave and all that kind of good stuff. I mean, it wasn't good stuff. But Ali was building a fight. Ali was trying to build a fight, build a foe in Joe Frazier. Of course, building up the hype between these two guys. And you really didn't need too much hype. Madison Square Garden sold out in the blink of an eye. This was before Ticketron, before, before, uh, before Ticketmaster, before online sales. It was just like, bam, sold out. This, uh, this sold out. Madison Square Garden sold out for this 1971 fight. Of course, both guys undefeated coming in, getting a couple of million bucks each. It was a big, big fight, the biggest fight maybe of all time. Yeah, bigger than Tyson fights, bigger than – it was the big. I just think it was the biggest fight of all time when you look back at history. I think history in 100 years from now will go back to that at this point in time and say, you know what, that really rocked, no doubt about it. But Joe Frazier, when I was with him in, in, uh, in Atlanta, it was ugly. One night he was working Von Bean's corner, and he got drunk. And he got drunk, and he, uh, how can I put this? He acted a fool. He started calling the, the referee, Brian Gary, a honky and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And it just wasn't cool. Him and Butch Lewis, uh, the promoter Butch Lewis out of Philadelphia as well, he was drunk. They were both drunk. I smelled the alcohol in him in the locker room because I went in. I was doing the TV that night for Don King Productions. I interviewed him and uh, Bill Goldberg, the wrestling guy, was there that night. So I got some good interviews, okay? But Joe was in no condition to be interviewed. He was slurring his words, and he was drunk. I mean, he smelled like an alcoholic beverage. I mean, if you opened up, he smelled like booze. I mean, just he just did. He reeked of it, okay? And his eyes were a little bloodshot. And then, of course, they were acting a fool at ringside. And I thought that the referee, Brian Gary, should have probably had them both thrown out of the building. And I think he could have. He could have that. He's a referee. He could have. He didn't do that. He showed a whole lot of class, but they were calling him a white honky and things like that throughout the fight because Von Bean and Evander Holyfield, not really in the same league as far as heavyweights are concerned, but Von Bean was probably the most connected fighter of that 1990 era. Why do I say that? He got like four or five title fights. All these title fights he got, and he had like Jack Fist, the Hall of Fame columnist with the SF Chronicle. You know what he had to say about Von Bean? He only fights for the title. That's just the way he was. He only fights for the title. So Joe Frazier and I, we're hooking it up, and we were talking about his daughter boxing. And I said, you know, I wouldn't want my daughter boxing. We was, we were, he was contemplating, I think, Jacqueline was going to box. And eventually she would fight Muhammad Ali's daughter, Layla Ali. But, you know, then I told him, I said, I really don't want to box. I really don't want my daughter boxing. I don't want a kid boxing. I really don't. I mean, you know, having survived boxing myself, I really wanted, wouldn't want to put my kid through this. But he was talking about it. And Jacqueline was a lawyer. I mean, Jacqueline wasn't a uh, – she was a Frazier, but she wasn't a fighter, and she wasn't a an athlete really per se. She was like – like a chunky lawyer. And then she lost all this weight and got in shape. Of course, and her and Layla Ali went back and forth in this Frazier versus Ali, the second generation per se. Uh, not that much of a success as far as a, uh, a quality match was concerned, but it, it did some money on pay-per-view, and both girls put away a few bucks. But, of course, Layla Ali, uh, her husband, can't remember his name right now, but he had a Muslim name. And, of course, he went all over Las Vegas and spent about 3 or $4 million of her dollars. And she had no money. She thought she had 3 or $4 million bucks in various accounts. She went to the accounts, and they were all empty. Her husband had emptied them playing blackjack in Las Vegas. Gambling is a disease, man, just like cocaine. It is a disease. I kid you not. But back to Smoking Joe. Of course, his official record now, 32-4, and four, a draw, and 27 KOs. That first um, that draw was his last fight against Floyd Jumbo Cummings. That was in 1981. I was a rookie with the San Francisco Police Department, and I remember getting the, the newspaper that night, Jack Fisk column, like about 11 o'clock at night down at the Chronicle. It says, Floyd Cummings and Joe Frazier have drawn. Of course, Joe Frazier got looked like a stamp there. And Floyd Jumbo Cummings, Jumbo was his name because he really wasn't that in shape of a guy. I wouldn't call him, uh, wouldn't call him 
Cut. Just wouldn't call him Cut. Anyway, Floyd Jumbo Cummings and Joe Frazier going to a draw in 1981. Sort of marked the end of the road for Joe Frazier. Of course, he had been knocked out in his prior fight against Joe, Joe, uh, George Foreman. Of course, love having lost to Foreman the first time and then the second time. You know, Ali could have, Frazier could have fought Ali in that rematch the second time around after the 71 big fight, but he instead fought Joe, uh, George Foreman for less money because he didn't want to give Ali any money. He didn't want it. He didn't want Ali to possibly get that limelight, steal that limelight away from him. Just didn't want him. Disrespected Ali. Felt that Ali was had treated him like dirt after the first fight or in the prep running up to the first fight. So he took on George Foreman instead. And you just heard what happened to him. He got destroyed. I mean, George Foreman destroyed him. Styles make fights. You put a short guy in against a big guy that can punch. I'm going to go with the big guy, especially George Foreman being like 6'4", Joe Frazier maybe 5'10", 5'11". That was an easy fight to pick. I cannot believe that people were so strung out over that one saying, Joe Frazier's got a chance. Joe Frazier's got no chance. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on the Ring Talk Radio Network, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, the Skype line is hot. It's happening as well. Skype? What's that? You know, that internet thing. Sports byline and the number two. And, of course, the guilt-free text line. Text me, baby. Not sex me. Text me. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. You are tuned to Ring Talk live from the mighty Ring Talk studios in the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. Joe's going to come out smoking, and I ain't going to be choking. I'll be pecking and a-poking, pouring water on his smoking. Then this might shock and amaze you, but I will destroy Joe Frazier. Nobody really needs or wants home security until it's too late. You've heard the statistics about how many burglaries there are per day. You see the news. You know there are people out there that do bad things. The best way to help protect your home and your property is with an ADT monitored system from Protect Your Home, an ADT authorized premier provider. Call right now to get a free wireless home security system valued at $850. An ADT monitored system can help protect your home from fires, theft, floods, and call for emergency help. Call now to find out more about our $850. free wireless home security system and start enjoying the peace of mind of security today. Call 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. This offers for new customers only. Termination fees apply. $99 customer installation charge and 36-month monitoring agreement required. All for details. License terms and conditions available at secureathome.com. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices. 
prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Men is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Joe, I know you don't like to talk in a moment like this, but you're getting two and a half million dollars. Will that make any difference in the way you're going to fight? Well, it, uh, it gives me inspiration to, to do a little more, you know, and go forward a little more, and I feel good about it. Check it. This show is brought to you in part by the World Boxing Organization, the WBO, folks. We have a fantastic convention set up. Of course, is our annual Congress convention, the World Boxing Organization, 30 years now in existence. We'll celebrate our 30th year on a cruise, leaving Miami, Florida. It's October the 23rd, coming back that Friday, but we're going to stop in Cuba. We'll be going to the Bahamas. We'll check it out. We're going to have a cruise with probably Canelo Alvarez and or Gennady Golovkin. Whoever wins the big fight September 16th, I expect them to be on this cruise. If you want to spend a four or five days with some boxing superstars, and not myself, I'm talking about real boxing superstars, check out the WBO cruise at WBOboxing.com. Check out the cruise. Get your paperwork together. you got to, I think, purchase your tickets within two or three weeks now. But you've got to get your tickets online. online. You can do that, all that at WBOboxing.com. 30th Annual Congress. We are headed to Cuba. No Fidel Castro. I wouldn't doubt if we don't, don't end up meeting Raul Castro. At least I'm going to push for it anyway. You are tuned to the Ring Talk Radio Network. Of course, we're talking Joe Frazier right now. But I want to mention my affiliates, folks. WCAR, of course, 1090 in Motown, Detroit, Michigan. Man, I wish Emmanuel Stewart was still rocking. I miss the Joe Lewis Arena working the Pontiac Silverdome, all those great venues out there. Of course, some of them are gone. Some are still rocking and rolling. And I want to mention my friends down there in Houston. My man, my man, Bob Spagnola and KGAL, 1560 AM. He says that. We are rocking and rolling down there in Houston Saturdays and Sundays. Of course, that is at noon Houston time. We air at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Take a minute and run the spider. 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time each and every Saturday and Sunday right here on the Ring Talk Radio Network. So back to Joe Frazier. When I was with Joe, I think the last time he was, you know, getting old and a bit, a bit more apologetic about some of the things he said about Ali. I said, you know, you call him a retard. You call him a... Uh, this and that. I said, Joe, man, that just wasn't cool. He, he goes, you know what he called me? I said, yeah, but I don't think that Ali ever meant it. And then Joe looked at me like I had hit a chord right there. See, he he refused to, to uh, acknowledge that Ali was just pontificating, trying to build a show, trying to get under his skin, this and that, of course, saying stuff that probably wasn't cool, but he didn't say it with a malicious mind. Joe Frazier, on the other hand, he wanted to kill Muhammad Ali. He wanted to kill him. I mean, there was a couple of events where I was together with him, the two of those guys, and there was bitterness going back and forth. And Ali would say something. And I'm saying to myself, man, this is going to start a war. This is going to start a war. You know, we don't. last thing we need is two former heavyweight champions going at it in public somewhere at the age of 45 or 50. It's just not too cool. You are tuning to Ring Talk live worldwide. But my man, Joe Frazier, 32-4-1, of course. Man, 1964 Olympic gold medalist, of course. Always being Ali's foil. Is that, was that a bad thing? Would Joe Frazier have really been risen to the heights uh, uh, he did popularity-wise had uh, Muhammad Ali not been his foil? I mean, he had not been the guy that, of course, that, that, that brought him to the mountaintop? Because it did to any extent. Because although Joe Frazier was a world heavyweight champion back in 1971, he was a world heavyweight champion with an asterisk because everybody knew that Muhammad Ali undefeated, baby. You know, Ali was the guy. Ring Magazine still recognized him as a heavyweight champion. I believe the WBC, the World Boxing Council, I think they recognize him as champion. Of course, the World Boxing Council and the WBA, they split up the titles back in 1965, and that's where the title sort of got fragmented at that point. But looking back at Joe Frazier's career, I want to mention this, that Joe Frazier fought with the guy that brought me into boxing. I'm talking about Eddie Machen. That's right, Eddie Machen, man. This is, this is such a trip. Eddie and Joe fought down at the Olympic Auditorium in, in Los Angeles, California in 1968. And that was a 68, no, 66. Joe had only been a pro about a year and a half, and Don Chargan made a did a risk and put Eddie Machen in with Joe Frazier. Of course, he didn't think that Joe would destroy him <clears throat> in much the manner in which he did. 
He did destroy the not-so-hard-punching Eddie Machen, who was probably way past his prime at that point in time. But um, he beat up Eddie Machen. He beat him bad. Of course, that was the end of Machen's career, no doubt about that. Machen would die three years later, suspiciously pushed off a balcony while coaching me boxing. What does that mean? Let me be a little more clear about that. Eddie Machen, former heavyweight contender, number one in the world at one point in time out of San Francisco, California, originally born in Redding, California. But Eddie Machen um, was teaching me how to box. I had six fights under Eddie. All the fights that I had, it was six fights. I think I had five, five stoppages. And one fight went to a decision. And I think we were fighting one-minute rounds back then. I mean, that's how, how young it was, okay? But Eddie Machen, born in 1932, died at the age of 40 in 1972, uh, August the 8th, I believe. And, of course, that was an ugly situation because I visited a crime scene many, many times. And I call it a crime scene because being a former San Francisco policeman, I just couldn't imagine knowing Eddie, knowing the balcony, having been to the house so many times, having learned how to box in that apartment building right there. He would put a rope across the... The, uh, his front room, and I would bob and weave under a rope sometimes for like 45 minutes to an hour. I mean, he used to bust my you-know-what, hoping that I would quit. He told my mother that he would work me hard enough to where I would quit. Didn't happen that way, baby. Took me up to Bernal Heights, tried to run me around the mountain twice. No problem. I ran around the mountain twice. Everything he did, uh, everything he asked, I did, although it was a struggle, believe me, both mentally and physically and sometimes emotionally as well. I did it because I, I wasn't going to allow boxing or and or uh, Eddie Mason to break me down, but Eddie Mason died at the age of 40, pushed off a balcony on Mission Street in San Francisco. Let me tell you what happened. Okay, the door opens up to his apartment, <clears throat> and the police say he slept, he was sleepwalking, and he sleepwalked over the balcony. That's probably, no, 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 no. You don't sleepwalk over a balcony. Come on, seriously. Anyway, um, that's what they tried to say. Is that The cops tried to say that was the, the most logical thing to happen there, but what, ha- what was happening at that same time was that Mason was collecting money for the bar owners and the uh, the bookies in the area. So he was like the muscle in the 29th Street area as far as the bars were concerned. There was a bar called the Townsman, the Bandbox, and the 3300 Club, and Jesse and, and, and Eddie sort of collected for these people. That's just the way he did it. People dope dealing. Of course, then Eddie got into pills, and before you knew it, he was doing pharmaceutical pills and booze. And, of course, you know, boxing, boxing, boxing extracts its toll on a body on a mind especially, and if you can start messing around with chemicals, booze, and pharmaceutical pills, and you're getting pounded in the head any, in, as well, probably not a good threesome, probably not a good trifecta. For Eddie Machen, it was not a good trifecta. Of course, Eddie Machen dying, as I said, in 1972. I remember the, the blood-stained cement underneath his balcony. I used to look at it. For, I looked at it. For, it haunted me. The death haunted me because here I had a number one heavyweight contender in the world that believed in me as a boxer. He said I could. He said I could fight. He said he saw me cleaning up on some guy named Guy Lambert. I never thrown guys guy's name out here, but I'll throw it out here anyway. Guy was bigger than I was, and I beat the snot out of Guy basically because Guy was wearing dress shoes and I had tennis shoes on. He had no traction. Eddie uh, Eddie Major didn't realize that. Eddie saw the ferocity in me, and he said, "You know what? I'm going to turn you into a boxer. I'm going to teach you how to box." So I said six fights with him, five stops, and then he dies in 1972. I don't fight again for two years. <clears throat> come back in 1974, and lose the decision to the late Eddie Smith. Eddie beat me. I couldn't believe it. I was, like, stunned, absolutely stunned. Beat me on the decision at the South City Boys Club. Then I took, like, five or six years off and came back in 1981, uh, beat Paul Nave, the former WBF world uh, welterweight champion, beat him with a stoppage, a body shot in the second round at the Cow Palace in the 81 gloves. 82 gloves, they robbed me. They robbed me in the 82 gloves. The first they did, they did. A 3-2 split decision I lost to Mike Christie, who's a good guy, no doubt about it. But they took two points away from me in the fight, and it was a split decision at the end. I mean, 3-2, split decision at the end, and they take away two points from me? It tells me I won that fight hands down. Anyway, I would come back and beat Keith Rucker, of course, for the championship <clears throat> later that year, stopping the unbeaten Keith Rucker, stopping that undefeated streak. Of course, he was 8-0 with seven knockouts coming in, six foot one, 139 pounds. He was a hit man. He was knocking everybody out. 15 seconds of the fight. He was on his butt. Of course, that was the first of three golden, three straight Golden Glove wins. I would take a while off, uh, lose one year, and then come back in 1986 and finish my championship run. Four Golden Glove championships. Of course, the original Golden Gloves were New York, Chicago, St. Louis, and San Francisco. So I've won four of the original Golden Gloves, so I feel pretty proud about that. So I'm done, done bragging and boasting, but I wasn't bragging and boasting. I was trying to, do, so I was trying to tie in the, the Eddie Mason and Joe Frazier thing together. Of course, Joe Frazier... Sometimes classy, not sometimes so classy, classy and crassy. I think that's the best way I could describe Joe Frazier, no doubt about that. At the end, he was humbled. 
to a great extent. The last time I saw him, I said he was very, very humbled, and I think that was good to see Joe Frazier humbled to an extent because life had finally caught up with him, caught up with him, and, you know, I remember he sawed off his foot. Did I tell you that one? Where he was mowing his lawn with a, with a, uh, a gas lawnmower, and he pulled it back over his foot, and he chopped off three toes. Yeah, not a, not a good thing. That's why, that's why you shouldn't do things when you're inebriated. Joe was inebriated. Joe, had, Joe was always drunk, man. Joe got popped for a drunk driving in Philadelphia, driving the wrong direction. And sort of like that cop back east that shot that guy in the back five times, he was acquitted. Unbelievably acquitted. Of course, Joe Frazier in Philadelphia, pretty tough to convict the former heavyweight champion of anything in the city of brotherly love. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Switching gears. Going to talk mixed martial arts in us next segment. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Burl in Denver. Listen, to Denver says that Frazier was the white man's tool. Frazier was not the white man's tool. Ali tried to paint him into me in the white man's tool. He was as black as Ali. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Open phone lines. You can join me. We're talking MMA. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. 7529, you're tuning to Ring Talk live worldwide from San Francisco. He's young, he's handsome, they know it. He's a poet, a prophet, and many people believe he'll be the next heavyweight champion of the world. I saw Sonny listen a few days ago, Jack. Ain't he ugly? <laughs> he's, he's too ugly to be the world champ. The world champ should be pretty like me. comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885-800-603-0885-800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. Started it off. Right there, rocked him. Sent to go. Fight. Domi and Guido. Oh, head kick. Guido's pace is relentless. 
amazing that Frank Yeager was able to recover from that at all. And he's got Maris. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. He's 83 years old. Check this out. The great Frankie Valley, folks. He'll be in uh, Paso Robles, California, as will Pedro Fernandez, July 20th. That's next Friday. He'll be in uh, Paso Robles at the Mid-State Fair. And, of course, the 29th, he's in Saratoga at the Mountain Winery, which is closer to me, much closer. And the 30th is in Sacramento, which is even much clo- is closer as well. But the bottom line is the tickets in Saratoga are like 300 bucks a pop. I kid you not. 300 bucks a pop. And Sacramento's like 250 So... I want good seats, so I'm going down to Paso Robles to see Frankie Frankie Valley, July 20th, next Friday night. Hopping and rocking, of course, at the Mid-State Fair, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide with Sish Gears, of course, talking about the world of mixed martial arts and the big fight coming up has got to be UFC 214, of course, the rematch. John Jones and Daniel Cormier, Cormier, the reigning champion now, of course, hasn't lost in a long, long time. He said he's undefeated still. That has a loss. It's undefeated. Except for that loss to John Jones, he's never lost a fight. Okay? But John Jones beat him and beat him decisively the last time out. But, of course, I thought both of their, both their prepper, the preparation for both those men, as far as their testosterone levels were concerned, entering that fight was very suspicious. Joe, uh, uh, Cormier's was low, but, but John Jones's was so low, he'd be like the equivalent of an 85-year-old man. So if you think that something's right when a 29-year-old fighter in his prime has a testosterone level of an 85-year-old man. Think about that. 85-year-old, impotent, probably, you know I mean? Think about all that kind of stuff if you're 85. Think I'm close to 85, I know. But think about that stuff if you're 85 compared to 29. You shouldn't be having any problems at 29 years old. Anyway, John Jones and Daniel Cormier, Cormier is already talking about uh, looking past John Jones. He's talking about, you know, Jimmy Manua. Well, Jimmy Manua has no respect for Daniel Cormier. That'll probably be a good fight if and when it happens. But it'll probably be John Jones and Jimmy Manua because, Jones, unless he's lost a lot, beats Cormier. The reason why I'm saying that is if they both have regressed, regressed at the same level since their last fight, um, John Jones still beats him. <clears throat> Even if John Jones regressed at a greater rate, greater percentage than has Danny Cormier, he probably still beats him because the, the overall size advantage, the overall uh, skill advantage, I mean, the bottom line is John Jones is a much better fighter. Danny Cormier, great wrestler, great amateur wrestling background, no doubt about it. Cain Velasquez, of course, the former... USC heavyweight champion, that's his wrestling coach. I mean, down there at the American Kickboxing Academy, bar none, Daniel Cormier is the best wrestler going. But there were leaks. You saw the cracks in his armor when Anderson Silva took that fight with Daniel Cormier about a year ago, took it on like uh, a couple hours' notice. He was at the weigh-in hanging around. like, hey, man, guess what? What? We need somebody to fight. John Jones got pulled out of a drug thing because of a drug issue here, so we need somebody to fight Cormier. You want to fight Cormier? He said, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll fight Cormier three rounds. He fought Cormier three rounds, and he kicked Cormier in the liver, <clears throat> and he had Cormier going. Cormier was ready to go. His legs buckled. This look of paranoia came over his eyes, like, where am I? Where am I? I'm about to drown. I'm being sunk. Into, I'm dropping into a, a big bucket of water that's going over my head. I mean, he just looked like Danny Cormier was ready to go. But Anderson Silva... Being 40 years old, 45 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old, however old he is, he's a senior citizen for combat sports, no doubt about that. But he couldn't smell the blood in the water. His nose didn't work no more. Either that or he didn't have it in him to go after him because right then and there, Cormier was ready to go. He could have knocked Cormier out. Didn't go for it. Shame on him. Anyway, Cormier and John Jones, of course, USC 214. The co-feature is going to be Damian Maya and Tyron Woodley. Woodley, of course, he world welterweight champion. Good-looking fighter. I thought he and... George St. Pierre would eventually hook it up, but now George St. Pierre, of course, the former welterweight champion, the former welterweight champion, as well as the uh, the Canadian icon, the man that carried the, he was a flag bearer. He carried the UFC on his shoulders, I mean, for so many years. But there's not really a whole lot out of his camp other than the fact he's working off an eye injury. So he's working off an eye injury and a arm injury. I was told a shoulder injury. So if he gets past those two uh, maladies. He'll be back in training full force. Of course, he'll be making his return to the UFC sometime, I guess, towards the latter part of 2017 or early 2018. 
I tried to tell people about four or five months ago that I was sort of suspect of him coming back right away and fighting Michael Bisping right away because he had been off so long. I mean, you know, you can decide, you can train and train and train and train, but when you make that decision, you're going to come back. It's a big mental decision to make. It is a huge mental decision to make. I mean, you're going back and forth. There's got to be some some second thoughts in, in you know in, in GSP's mind because of the fact he didn't look so good against Johnny Hendricks. He just didn't. I mean, come on. He didn't. And Johnny Hendricks is not the greatest fighter in the world, okay? But he didn't look good against Johnny Hendricks. Hadn't looked good in the last couple of fights. Bottom line is, GSP, long in the tooth, baby. Long in the tooth. Too many fights. Too many times making that 170-pound weight limit, of course. Says he can make 170. Says he can even make 155. Is that ridiculous or what? Him fight at 155? Of course, the current 155-pound world champion is going to go August 26th in a boxing match against Floyd Mayweather. I'm talking about Conor McGregor. Of course, the mouth of Roy, the Irish lad, UFC 155-pound lightweight champion. Of course, the UFC former 145-pound champion after knocking out Jose Aldo in, like, what, the blink of an eye, 12 seconds. But <clears throat> granted, great power, knocking out Aldo. Aldo had never been stopped before. I mean, Aldo took that shot on the chin and almost went, like, <clears throat> was snoring. He went to sleep, okay? So there's no doubt about it. Conor McGregor can punch. But that's with a four-ounce glove. That's right, a four-ounce glove. So the glove he's going to wear is going to be a 10-ounce glove against Floyd Mayweather. That means the glove will be 150% bigger. 150% bigger. It won't be double. It'll be double and a half. Double and a half bigger than the glove he's used to wear. You actually think he's going to be able to get any leverage on his punches, man? Come on. I've heard rumors Jesse Vargas, of course, the former WBO champion, has said this week in this past couple of weeks on different occasions and different news outlets that Conor McGregor was knocked out cold in sparring, was caught by an uppercut and went to sleep. He's been snoring. So, you know, Floyd Mayweather's not a knockout puncher. There's no doubt about it. But Floyd Mayweather will hit you clean. And when guys hit you clean, they can knock you out with clean, precise shots. If he gets it right on the button, guess what? Floyd's going to go probably go to sleep. He was. Floyd will go to sleep if he gets hit on the, sh- on the button, and as will Conor McGregor. And the reason why I say Floyd will is that Floyd, if he was hit really, really, I mean, Floyd has not really been hit that hard. The Carlos Hernandez fight of about 2001, I think, was the hardest he has ever been hit. People say, oh, yeah, he got roughed up against Miguel Cotto. He didn't get roughed up against Miguel Cotto, okay? He hasn't got roughed up against anybody. The bottom line is he's almost untouchable as a boxer. At least he was through 49 fights. This will be his 50th professional fight. He's taken on a virtual novice in the world of boxing. I mean, he's taken on a guy that he's taken on, how can I put this? I'll put it to you like this. One guy lays concrete and the other guy's a carpenter. You know what I'm saying? So, so, but basically, Conor Murray is going to show up and try to, try to out-concrete lay Floyd Mayweather. I'll try to do Floyd Mayweather in what he does best, which I think is a virtual impossibility. I mean, the, 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 the foregone conclusion, in my mind, is that he's, he's to step on Floyd's foot and try to knock him out in the one shot, try to get one shot during the foot. He's probably going to only get one shot like that because the referee's going to get hit to what he's doing and stop him. But probably, he'll probably get one shot, a great shot to step on Floyd's foot and jump in and, and hit him with a combination. Outside of that, Conor McGregor probably doesn't hit Floyd Mayweather in the ass with a ping-pong paddle, make that a tennis racket over 12 rounds if the fight goes 12 rounds. Now, back to the UFC. Cormier and Jones, am I up for that? I'm up for the fight, but I'm not up for the entire car. As I said, Tyrone Woodley and Damian Maya, okay. And Christine Justino, that's right, the woman's pound-for-pound champion. She's on the card. Talk about Chris Cyborg Santos. Call her the monster. Call her what you want. Call her a she-male. Call her a, a, you know, they said it, a Filipino transvestite. She sounds like it all. But the bottom line is she will kick the snot out of everybody listening to the show right now, including me, and very rapidly. I mean, I've seen her throw 250-pound men around. I kid you not. She is strong. She is real strong. And this chick she's taking on, Tanya Evinger. Good luck, Tanya. I hope your life insurance policy is paid in full because guess what? Your life is in peril. I kid you not. Any woman that fights this girl at 145 pounds is like scared. I, I, would be, I would be in deep, deep fear for her life. In fact, if I was her manager, I would be doubling up on that life insurance right now. Robbie Lawler and Donald Cerrone, of course, the cowboy and the former champion, going to go at it as well on that card. And the other, car, the other fight on the card is an outstanding fighter. I think the best knockout puncher in the light heavyweight division right now, Jimmy Manua. Man. His left hook is like Pepino Cuevas' uh, of the boxing days back in the 1980s where Pepino could knock anybody out with that left hook. But it was so telegraphed. I mean, it was like a Western Union telegraph. Here it comes! Here it comes! And it would just come. So Manua throws his hook just like that. He's taking on a guy named Volka Odezimmer. 
And good luck with that, anyway, as far as doing that name is concerned. But Jimmy Manua, probably the hottest light heavyweight in the world as far as 205 pounds concerned in the world of mixed martial arts, be it the UFC or Strikeforce. Speaking of Strikeforce, I'll get to that after the break. But as far as the UFC card going down tonight, I'm talking about July 22nd, of course. It is in uh, going to be Chris Weidman's hometown, baby. Uniondale, New York, of course, upstate New York. Chris Weidman taking on Kelvin Gaslam. Wasn't Gaslam just flagged for marijuana about a month ago? Are they finally letting that stuff go now? Realizing like it's legal in so many states, how can you be tagged for weed and yet you can get away with coke, heroin, PCP, or alcohol, and it's in and out of your system in 72 hours, but yet and other stuff, the weed sticks around for like a month, month and a half, so they flag you on weed. That's pretty sad. Anyway, Weidman and Gaslam in the main event, Dennis Bermudez and Darren Elkins in the co-main event, looking at the rest of the card. I'm not all that impressed, but it'll be on Fox Sports 1, so check it out, Fox Sports 1, that's today. Check your TV guy coming to you live, the USC from Uniondale, New York, with the former world middleweight champion, the natural baby. I'm talking about Chris Weidman in the main event. As far as the rest of the UFC schedule is concerned for the rest of the year, not all that impressed, baby. Just not all impressed. Why do I say that? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the UFC right now. I mean, they, they, they're doing good things. They're taking Shogun. They're going to go across the, um, across the uh, pond with Shogun in St. Peru. They're going to go, of course, in, in Sayatama, Japan, the Sayatama Super Arena, September 23rd. So they're doing some, some foreign events. Of course, they're going to go to Edmonton, Alberta on the 9th of um, September as well. But... You know, Sydney, Australia, Shanghai, China, that's in November. Las Vegas in December, of course. Detroit in December as well. Back to Las Vegas with the big card. The T-Mobile Arena, of course, December the 30th. That's going to be the year-end card. They're going to be rocking and rolling in Las Vegas. I wonder what they're going to try to do for that mega, mega, mega card. Of course, the mega, mega card that was supposed to take place a couple of weeks ago didn't wasn't mega, mega. Why wasn't it mega, mega? Because Amanda Nunes, of course, pulled out of that fight with Valentina Shevchenko, the defense of the World Bantamweight Championship, of course, that she... Holes, but she said she wasn't feeling it. She wasn't feeling well, so she pulled out of the fight. Of course, to to the chagrin of Dana White, the UFC president, the face of the Ultimate Fighting Championships, who took her to task, basically, and said it was a, an emotional thing. But you know, Dana's never fought. How does he know if it's a mental thing or a physical thing? Dana doesn't know. Dana's not inside that person's body. Sort of ticks me off a little bit about Dana White when he starts talking about personalities and individuals and what they're feeling and what they're not feeling. Listen, pal. You know, the only thing you ever fought was to push yourself away from the buffet table. Outside of that, you haven't fought for much. I'm talking about Dana White, fighter, no. Dana White, executive, yes. Dana White, the face of the UFC, yes. Dana White, not my favorite guy. Can you tell? I think so. Wow. UFC, of course, rocking and rolling. Of course, you can check out their website, UFC.com. But for the most part, I go to Bloody Elbow. That's my top UFC uh, as far as MMA uh, websites concerned, BloodyElbow.com. Uh, SureDog.com is another fantastic website. In fact, if you just take those two websites and you want to concentrate on the world of mixed martial arts, some boxing as well, those are the ones, Bloody Elbow and, of course, SureDog.com. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am an award-winning writer, four-time Golden Glove champion, and I've been knocking out all bums on the radio now for 33-plus years now. And you know why? 30-plus years now, radio presence. Tune in to Ring Talk Live Worldwide every Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Ring Talk Radio Network. I love the way that you walk, the way that you talk. This is an important announcement. If you're between 50 and 85 and worried about your loved ones, you can still get affordable life insurance for peace of mind. My life insurance coverage is guaranteed, and I was not required to get a medical exam. I had high blood pressure and diabetes, and I got my coverage with one telephone call. No exam necessary. I'm a smoker, and I wanted to take care of my family. I called to get my life insurance and my affairs in order. I wanted to do the right thing. Call Final Expense No Exam Insurance. Your rates are guaranteed and will never increase. I called and learned that this insurance cannot be canceled, even if you get sick or gain weight. And there are no restrictions on how my beneficiaries use the money when I'm gone. Don't wait until it's too late. Call now and get peace of mind for you and your family. Call 800-935-2177. 800-935-2177. 800-935-2177. 800-935-2177. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? 
then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Hey there. Did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrad students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you. And you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. 800-797-1256. 800-797-1256. That's 800-797-1256. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Jazz band, days, man, disco. Wow, a long time ago. You are tuned to the Ring Talk radio network. Let's take it to the phone lines. Go to St. Louis and bring in main event. Matt, what's up, Matt? Hey, Pedro. It's Matt in St. Louis. Listen on sportsbyline.com. How you doing? Excellent, brother. How are you? Good. Hey, we've been kind of hard on Chris Weidman. Uh, for the past couple years. You think after beating Anderson Sylvan, one of the greatest fights ever, and uh, the nine-fight winning streak, but losing his last three, can we root for him to go out on top tonight and retire? I don't think he'll retire. Nobody retires coming off a win. You know that. This is the world of combat sports. Nobody walks away after a win. They just don't do it. The, the, the addiction, I guess, to the limelight, the fact that you think you can do it some more when you really can't, I think that he's hit his peak, he's hit the mountaintop, and he's coming down on the other side of the hill. I'm talking about Chris Weidman. Do you think the buy rate is going to be um, kind of affected for Cormier and Jones because of the Floyd Mayweather and uh, Conor McGregor? I, I, I would think I, 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 I don't mean to cut you off there, but I, I think it will be affected. I think that that's going to suck the uh, air out of the room, per se, at 100 bucks a pop. Good luck on that one. Larry Merchant is laughing about it, but guess what? We'll all be watching. Oh, definitely. Hey, I got a bunch of Joe Frazier questions. Can I call in tonight? Johnny Talk on the All-Stars? Yeah, you can do that if you want. You can do that if you want. Great. All the best to you, Matt. Thank you so much. All the best. Bye. My man, main event Matt, of course, in St. Louis, Missouri. Main event Matt knows what he's talking about as far as pro wrestling, sir, and boxing, and of course, MMA. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Don't forget, coming up August 25th, the Turning Stone Resort Casino in Verano, New York, where they don't serve booze. How did I find that out? It was 102 degrees. I was working in an ESPN event. I went for a beer, and they didn't have any beers there. None. No beers, no booze. Turning Stone Resort Casino, of course. Koroshorov. I'm talking about Andre Koroshorov taking on Chidi Naguma. That's going to go down 25th of uh, August on Spike TV. We can catch it live at the Turning Stone Casino. Until next time, keep your hands up, keep your chin down. Most importantly, don't forget, this is Ring Talk live worldwide from San Francisco, California.